This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. Win, lose or draw, McDelivery will always help bring home the free points. And speaking of points, order now on the McDonald's app and you'll earn reward points through every delivery. Order today, rewards tomorrow. You in? Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee in terms apply. See McDonald's.com. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Blues Focus podcast with me, your host, John Graham. Thank you once again for joining us on this pod. Today I have got with me uh, Tom Oxen from uh, obviously our usual podcast and a very special guest, um, an absolute legend of the club who played for Blues for many, many years, well over a decade, Colin Doyle. So yeah, over the course of the next sort of 40 minutes, we're going to sort of go through Colin's career with Blues, how it all started, key moments, hopefully a few sort of interesting insights over you know many, many years and a few managers. So uh, yeah, great to have you all here. So, uh, Colin, thanks for joining us. How are you going? Yeah, I'm good. Yeah, it's good to be here. Uh, still, still trying to play along. So, no, I'm enjoying. Obviously, it's tough times at the moment with the lockdown and people. But no, got to try and stay positive, and we'll get through it. Yeah, for sure. I, I think you know everybody's everybody's feeling it, and that sort of. Yeah, you know, not just blues fans, but just in general, the, the lack of being able, you know, being able to go and actually watch games live is just, yeah, not great. But hey, we, we're getting to watch them, so it's not all bad. And uh, certainly from a blues point of view, the last couple of performances have been all right. But uh, anyway, the reason we're here, we, this is it's a great opportunity for all the fans to sort of understand, I guess, your journey. Um, so. When you started out, was, was football always your passion or, or was there anything else that you sort of enjoyed and, and sort of excelled in? Uh, I used to, obviously been in Ireland, you're brought up on soccer, we call it, and uh, Gaelic football in Harlem. Yeah. GA sports, so I played that as well with my local team. And, but I always, I always wanted to be a professional footballer from when I was a young kid. I idolised Peter Schmeichel when I was younger. Okay. Been, been a Man U fan. Been, been living in Ireland. You're either Man U, Liverpool, or Arsenal. <laughs> you get the odd Leedsman as well. So, uh, yeah, it was. I always wanted to be a professional footballer, and luckily enough, and I, I ended up do, living my dream really. So yeah, uh, and and still in it as as well. And no, it's 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 good. I I like the GA the GA the Gaelic football in Ireland as well, but it's. As soon as I had a chance to move away, it was tough to move away because moving to a different country when I was 15 was, was difficult, leaving all my family behind, but uh, it was something I wanted to do and, and wanted to try. Yeah, and, and were you a keeper in, in sort of Gaelic or were, were you a... No, no I, was a, <laughs> I, was a, I was a full-back in Harlan. Okay. Which is sort of the position right in front of the keeper. And yeah. in Gaelic football, I was a midfielder. Okay, so, wow. Uh, I always remember coming to Birmingham and trial at the time. Did, uh, it was sort of coming to the end of their season. It was before we were going back into the following season. And I did a few few runs. Yeah. And, it was, and I was actually at the front of the running. 
he'll do for us. Don't know what his goalkeeping ability was like, but he can run, so he'll do for us. So, uh, uh, they were shot, but yeah, it's, it's one of those. It's a massive pitch when you play Gaelic football and play in the midfield. You got to run up and down, so it was yeah. I, I, soon, uh, we soon we running soon went after after I went went into football. So when, when you were sort of playing um, for for Douglas Hall, what, what, yeah. was there was there was there other interest? Obviously, what how did Blues find you for for a start off? I mean, uh, it seems I, a bit I, random. I'm not, sure, I'm, not, I'm not sure. Like, should should say this one because uh, Douglas Hall, I started when I was eight, but I'm six foot. I'm six foot five now. Obviously, I was six foot five when I was eight, but I was always quite tall for my age. Yeah. So I've always I've always played. So I'd play for the under-11s, but I'd also play for the under-12s. Uh, yeah. So I'd always play with two teams, but I was actually in goal for one team and centre-back for the other team. Wow. It actually su- su- suited me all right. Uh, and it was actually the team who I was playing centre-half for, my younger team, goalkeeper left. So I was being a goalkeeper for the other said I'll go in goal. And I think we were playing Leeds, which is the local team and in Cork as well, not Leeds United. Uh against them, played well, not realising there was an Aston Villa scout there. Uh, okay, trade, trade carefully, trade carefully. So, uh, went to Aston Villa, he sent me over to Aston Villa for, went probably three or four times on and off. Uh, sorry, my dogs are playing off. Went, 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 in, went over there for a few times on and off. Uh, and then Nothing sort of came of it. Uh, went to Leicester uh, on trial, and while I was at Leicester, my mum got a phone call off Blues saying, "Would we're looking for another sixteen keeper for next season? Would you come? Would your son come over?" And she's obviously, he's obviously in Leicester. You can come another time. I think how they got the number was they actually phoned Aston Villa could they recommend any keepers that that they had on their books, gave my number, I went over for a week and they offered me a scholarship. So it, it was a <laughs> brilliant. It was a bit of a weird story. So uh, no, I'm, I'm glad glad it happened that way. Yeah, aren't we all? Crikey. Um so, so how how was the that transition? You said you were sort of fifteen. I mean that that is a that's a big old move at such a young age. How did you adapt? How was it? Yeah, it was tough. To, uh, I've never, I've never left home before. Do you know what I mean? When when I was that age, so uh, I've always had my mum, my dad, and my, my two brothers around me. So I'm the youngest of three, two brothers. Uh, so it was it was difficult to leave them behind because I had no family whatsoever in England. So yeah. it was literally. Yeah, we want to offer you a scholarship. My mum, mum didn't want to let me go. <laughs> uh, God bless her. Uh, it was sort of my brother said, "Look, you gotta let him go. He's obviously wants to wants to live his dream." So uh, I remember going to the airport. My friends were there. My family were there. Everyone was bawling their eyes out when I was leaving, going on a flight by myself. And at fifteen, was I've never been on a plane by myself, so that was daunting <laughs> enough. So uh, no, it's club were great to me they put me in with a family up in digs in in shirley and i'm still in contact okay. with him with, with him these days and they were great to me the, the, the two other keepers clint davis and neil barnes at the time were, were were in the digs as well so that was a great help having other lads there but 
no, it was it was it was great, but it was yeah, it was daunting at the at the start. Yeah, and, and was it was it Francis, uh, Trevor Francis, manager when you first sort of came across? Yeah, Trevor Francis was uh, manager. Brian Eastick was the academy manager. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I just come over. It was actually Nigel Spink was the goalie coach at the time for the academy, so done a few sessions with him. Uh, he obviously recommended Brian to for me to sign. Come over the summer of two thousand and one, I think it was. Yeah, uh, and I think two months into the season, did Francis get sacked and Brucey then come in? So uh, Brucey come in, and then that year we ended up getting promoted through Darren Carter's penalty. So yeah, uh, that was that was the start of of the countless managers. <laughs> <laughs> Still going on now, mate. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> and, and just just from that, I mean, was there <clears throat> was there sort of noticeable differences? I mean, obviously the backroom staff will change when when new managers come in. But were, were, were the were the new managers and when Brucey came in, was he at pains to try and get to know you personally pretty quickly? Did, or, or was it obviously still a young player at that time? How how did that sort of transition affect you? Uh... At the start, no, nothing at all, really, because I was only 16 at the time. I never really sure. had any sort of doings with the first team. The only sort of doings you might with the first team at that age was maybe a shooting session or towards the end of a session, they might need a keeper over. So they'll send yeah. one lad over, a young lad over, to do a bit of shooting with the, first, with the front lads. Uh, so you don't really have day-to-day outings with manager. Uh, but... <clears throat> Uh, no, it was, it's, and it's always a hard question. Everyone says, "Oh, what was this manager? What's the difference between the two? Everyone's different. Everyone's got their traits and their faults, but it's, they are what they are. Look, Bruce is obviously a, a top manager. He's still managing the Premier League today. So, yeah, uh, it's yeah, it's, it's one of them where you just you it happens. It's football managers' life shelf at at one club now is I'd say. Couple of years max, two three yeah. years max these days. So yeah. it's as a footballer, it's, it's, it's not certainly not anything new. Yeah, and and in those early days, you you sort of, you went on loan to to Chester and then sort of on to Millwall. How how was that? Would you say that was a you know good for your development? And I, I think rumor at the time was when you were at Millwall there was potentially an opportunity to maybe stay there. Um, so how did those loan moves go? Was it good for your development? A hundred percent. I started off just a month at Chester. It was, I think I might have been 17 at the time. I went and played, a, I think it was LDV Vans, which was my, my first ever uh, professional game. So uh, that was good. It was just a month, but it was different because I was never playing professional football. Well, I was playing professional football. I was never involved with a first team. Yeah, where th- this was going every day, day to day training, traveling, playing in League Two. It's, it was, it was certainly to help my development. I, th- I think I came back after the month. Uh, I'm not sure whether it was injury, one of so I had to come back anyway. And then I went back out, sort of back end of that year. I think I went to Forest. Yeah, and that was a that was a real, a real uh, good development for me. Just as again training every day with this was the, the championship. So it was just it just benefit me. So for any young kid that 
out there, get get your experience with playing football as early as you can and and build from that. So no, it was it was fantastic at Forest. I think I ended up playing uh five or six games for sort of back end of the season. They went they went down and they, I was supposed to go back the following season with under Megson to play for the full season, but they they blues onto the callback which they couldn't have in the contrast so that got cancelled. And then the Millwall one when he said the following year was I went there, played, I think it was 15, 15 games or so in the championship again. And yeah. they wanted they wanted to make it permanent, but in the end, Birmingham offered me a new deal. Birmingham got relegated into the championship. Yeah. And uh, I was told I'd be I'd be involved. So it was it was a no brainer that I was I was only gonna stay. And and, and, a, and, a, and a, that sort of time when they said you know you you, you, you know you're going to figure, then um, I think how, how did that then develop into you break into the first team and and how did that sort of I guess sort of evolve for you? So I was always sort of in and around training at, at that age. Then I think I was eighteen. I was always sort of training with the the goalies. So I'd always go out with it with me, Mike Taylor, uh, Nico Basson and Ian Bennett. So we'd always go out and train with, with Nigel Spinks at the time uh, and and do the goalie for an hour. And then they'd go off to the first team. I was going off to the reserves. So I always done that. And then it was a bit, when I come back from Millwall, I think Benno and Nico were out of contract. So I think yeah. they both got released and let go, and uh, I was obviously coming out of contract as well. But because I played in the championship and done okay, and I was nineteen at the time, twenty, so they thought they'd offer me a new deal and and be involved. I think the plan was obviously Mike play, Mike Taylor play, and me sort of be understudy, and that was till the start of the season. And I, I got on the team towards the back end of the season and. Stayed in, and we ended up getting promoted back to the Premier League, which is which is fantastic. Yeah, and, and as far as um with, with Mike Taylor, was it sort of healthy rivalry, or was it yeah? How did how was that? Because I I think it, it from the outside looking in, and maybe it's just me. I, I think you know the, it's very cutthroat professional sport, and obviously you know Mike had been there a, quite a long time, and I think you were definitely viewed as that sort of you know that you were you were definitely going to sort of. I think overtake him. So how was that sort of day to day? Was there any any, no, any undertones? No, there's not. And I think it's true about keepers. It's very uh, rarely there's bad blood between keepers. You might see it now and again. I think off my top of my head was it Almunia and Lehman. There was a bit of bad blood between, but other yeah. I can't think of any. Like they call it the goalies union, and, and it's there's no. <laughs> official clan or thing you're saying you're in the goalies union but it's just it is because you're with each other day to day in training you'll always start training together and you're with each other's company for at least a good hour before you join over with the lads yeah so you just yeah you just you just strike up friendships i mean friends of them till today do you know what i mean so yeah uh we play golf together with nights out just it's just one of that thing. You, you 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 always seem to get on on together. Keepers have a special bond, and uh, yeah, most keepers do. It's just yeah, yeah. There's obviously healthy competition, and he wants to play, and I want to play. But as you said, there's only one jersey. But 
if he's playing, you support him. If I'm playing, he supports me. And it's at the end of the day, if, if the team's winning, then then you'll stay in the team and, and you're doing well. So it's, it's just as long as the team will win, that was the main thing. Yeah. And Tom, what, what were your sort of memories when Colin came into the into the team? What, what uh, I guess from your point of view and, and sort of seeing your thoughts on maybe some of Colin's memories from when he when he broke into the team and for the next Tom few seasons. Tom was probably about six years old when I broke into <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I've, I've, I've got a granddad who has drilled me into the culture of blues over the years. So I, I know I know a lot about your career, <laughs> despite being young. Um, I've got all the season reviews on DVD as well, so uh, I've watched them over. For me personally, I think my my favourite memory of you from what I've watched is definitely that Wolves game in 2007. Um, easily, probably my favourite performance of yours. Um, obviously, saving the penalty against a guy who I think the season before had the best penalty record in the championship. I can't remember his name, the Wolves player, but uh, yeah, no, uh, and then obviously uh, much, much later down the years, there was that uh, Chelsea away game um, where oh, he stayed the penalty there as well, through 1-1. Yeah. Um, so those are my personal highlights um, from your career. But uh, yeah, I was definitely very young uh, around those times, but I, I know my fair bit. <laughs> Not long ago, I think, because I think we played a replay, and I think it was Di Matteo was manager. Uh, yeah, it was a uh, Villa Boas, I think. Villa Boas was a Villa Boas. Yeah. Uh, so I remember. I think they ended up winning the Champions League that year. Under yeah, because uh, Di Matteo took over yeah. when uh, he so, sacked. Yeah. yeah. So surely, surely that. That makes us nearly, you know, all, all those champions of Europe by yeah, stuff. Exactly, yeah. yeah. But, you know, yeah. I'll, I'll take that. The replay, one matter it was, and he oh, ended up okay. taking the one in the replay as well, and I saved the one in the replay, which was <laughs> which was good, and he come over to me after, after, the, after the game and shook me hand and gave me a smile, and I ended up swapping his jersey, and I got oh, his jersey, sure. he took mine, so it was, no, it was a nice memory to have, and so I think my lad keeps telling me they're on YouTube and that's so. Uh, no, it was it was it was good times. Good times they were. Yeah, did, did, with, with sort of penalties, were you ever the the keeper that give you a bit of chirp, a bit of banter, you know, before they, they were going to take the penalty, or were you just sort of man a few words? Did you get involved or not? Yeah, you you, you sort of you try to. You just sort of try to get into your head. You walk up to the ball. I think even the Wolves one. Uh, I tried to sort of walk up to the player at once, just sort of just before not before he was taken, as he placed the ball, and but the referee sort of put me back on my line straight away, telling me get back, and you just sort of speak, try and put I know where you're going and stuff like that. But uh, no, I think back then it's obviously penalties now it's totally different, isn't it? It's, you, yeah. you can't even you can't even <laughs> come off your line an inch. It's it's absolutely ridiculous. But sort of back then it. Went, I used to have a little tactic where I don't really do it anymore, where I used to sort of leave a bigger gap to one sort of side, not a massive, yeah. just just a little bit. Yeah. I sort of knew knew where I was sort of going even before he was hitting it, and I'd done that that day, and and obviously it worked. But now, there's so much video analysis in, in yeah. games now. It's like before you play a game now, it's 
you get a video of all the penalty takers and whoever's taken it. So you left five penalties dating back, counting backwards and someone else and you look at him, you've sort of got in your head which which way you're going because you think mm. he's he's gone there twice, he's gone there three times and he's going to go the other way. Yeah. So that's what it is now. It's, it's it's very tactical football now. Whereas back in the day, it was just <laughs> I'm saying back in the day, I'm still in 35, but you, you you know what I mean. There was there wasn't much video. It was just rock up, play the game, try and win, and move on to the next. Where now it's video meetings and and all that. So it's not it's, yeah. it's, it's good. It's funny you say that actually, because um, I'm a football scout uh, aside yeah. from the podcast. And when I watched the highlights again recently, I saw you take that little step to your left. And uh, I, I thought it was quite interesting. And then, uh, obviously, as soon as you ran up, you jumped and then you saved it. Uh, took that little side step. I thought it was really clever. I, you don't really see keepers do that too many times nowadays. I don't think you can because <laughs> you'd be running no. back on your line and it'd be a retake. But no, the rules now are the facets. Technology in games sometimes it can ruin the game now, kind of with this VAR. And some might say help, sometimes it doesn't. But especially the goal, how, how can you end up? It's physically impossible to dive across on a, on a line, or you need yeah. a step forward, even when you're diving in a normal shot, you have to take a step yeah. to push off to be able to push, otherwise, you, you, you're not going to save it. And obviously, they're giving the advantage to the attacker. Uh, big time, but look, rules are rules, and I'm sure they'll probably be changed again at some stage. So, yeah, that's good to say they're allowed to take that fancy run ups. I know, I know exactly. So, yeah, it's it's yeah, it's it's it'll it'll change, but I'll probably be well retired by then. <laughs> <laughs> so, Cole, you're, you're one of a very select band of. Blues keepers that have actually played in European competition. So how how was that? Because I mean that from a personal point of view, I've been going. I mean, showing my age. So I went first went up in seventy nine, and uh, and I and I've had some pain, some serious pain over the years. So when we actually got into the you know oh, European, it, it was, was I mean mental at St Andrews. Yeah. How was it for you? Up until John Inspector's back pass. Against Mary Bar, it was it was all right. I really enjoyed it. I went to the ground to fucking not sorry for sorry to swallow me up at that stage. But uh, no, we ended up winning two one. But no, it was look, it it was a hot, especially one of the highlights at Blues career playing in Europe. Uh, to this day, I'm I'm at Killy on loan at the moment, and Berkey. Chris Burke is here with me as well. So oh, brilliant. Still, we were talking about it, I said it was probably last month, maybe. Uh, we we're talking about it and how we didn't qualify with oh, was it 10 uh, points? Yeah. 10 yeah. points or something like that? Yeah. 11 points? Like how we didn't qualify at a group with, with that many points. It must have been something fishy going on the last game when we were playing <laughs> each other, a little nil-nil draw or 1-1 draw, whatever it was. But no, it was, yeah. it was fantastic. And seeing St. Andrews fall was... Was the night of was a uh, who was the team when we played when Nathan scored that long distance shot? I think uh, in was the qualifier. Bruce? I mean, no, uh, not Bruce. It was the qualifier one when to get into the. Uh, oh, was it? Don't know. Was it Madeira? Oh, come on, Tom. Madeira. It was Madeira. Madeira team, no. Um, 
Mate, they played in black and white. I remember. I can yeah. see it in my head now. I don't remember. I think, it was, over there. I think we drew one one over there. And we brought back St Andrews and we won them. Yeah. Obviously, then we go into the group stage. It was something uh, national, I think. National, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. There you go, Thank you. Thank you. So good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, not was, uh, yeah, it was full of St. Andrews. And then even playing in, in the group games, I think I played three. Was it Bruges? I think Bruges at home, Maribor away. Braga. Maribor home as well, Braga. Was Braga, yeah. We should. I'm saying we should have got a group. We weren't. We were nowhere near favourites to get out of the group, but no, no. Getting t- getting ten points and obviously the ninety hundred minutes winner in Bruges, whatever minute oh, it was, yeah. that, and see the fans. Yeah. And, First the English fans team to beat Bruges away. Sorry, say that again. First English team to beat Bruges away. Was it? Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was some night. I can imagine it was some night for the fans as well. Seeing seeing them. The way they reacted, because I remember looking at one stage, looking over, and they were opening. I think the top tier was full, so they kept piling in, and they opened, I think they ended up opening the bottom tier. It was, yeah, it was some night, and one we enjoyed, and certainly I can imagine the fans enjoyed. So, so when you say you enjoyed it, um, to to what extent? Last with a winner, get get getting the winner. Uh, was it Woody or Kingy getting the winner? And then I think the uh, the flight back on the plane was was a bit rowdy and a, a, few, a few alcoholic beverages have that. Was, so, uh, no, it was it was one of them. But no, it was it was fantastic because not many players can say they've they've played in Europe, can they? So it's to play with obviously coming through the academy and yeah to, to win the Carling Cup and then get into Europe was was fantastic. Yeah, absolutely, and I think for for all Blues fans, that's very much the sort of the the halcyon days. And I think you know when when Hewton came in, I think some of the football we played that season was just you know exceptional. Yeah. And obviously, he's gone on to to have an incredibly sort of strong managerial career. So, but so then after that, how, how were things? You know, as you got got towards the 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 sort of the end of your your time with Blues, what what was? How did that sort of play out? Uh, yeah, it was all right. I was still there for a we had, we had about four years. Uh, and then, yeah, obviously, Lee, Lee coming after Chrissy. We had Randolph. Uh, and then, was it Rowett? I think I was there for only half a year with Gary and, and ended up moving on. To, to be honest, I, I loved it at Blues and I didn't play as much football as I liked, I liked to. I probably played, I can't remember, I probably played more cup games than I have for the league games. So, uh, well, at the time, it was difficult for me to move just because of family. Yeah, me lad, me, me youngest at the time wasn't wasn't very well, and and, and it was difficult to sort of try and move away and, and and keep going. So I decided to stay, and it was it was still a big club at the time, and it was it was fantastic for me. So uh, the club were great. They knew I needed time off. I needed time off with my son being ill. They let yeah. me have it. So it needed to be done, and. He got sort of better, and I just thought then, you know what, I fancy trying to play in for a few years. So then I moved on to Blackpool and uh, moved on to Bradford then with a good couple of years. But the one not regret is uh, I always wanted to come back to you know, play in front of the St. Anne because I never got to say sort of goodbye, really. 
Yeah, mm-hmm. sort of had the end of season awards where I sort of said, look, I'll probably be leaving. But I've never sort of had in front of the fans to say thank you or, or, or whatever for the, it was the 13, 14 years that I was there for County Academy as well. Yeah. Uh, and it nearly happened getting to the playoff final with Bradford City the one year. And Millwall beating us, but they ended up getting up and it would have been so good to come back to a full St Andrews and yeah, and just obviously see the yeah. fans and, and play in front of the fans once more. Yeah, and and I think that that um, the fans that were sort of knocking around from you know from as you say when you signed um, just certainly from the youth point of view and all those years you were always sort of a mainstay in and around the club and yeah. you know certainly uh, as you, a testament to to the performances some of the games you played in are the biggest you know in the in the history of the club you know certainly recent history. So uh, yeah, there's absolutely no doubt that your name is is there, you know, for forever as far as Blues is concerned, Definitely, and, and yeah. nailed down in the history of the club. So yeah, should be immensely proud of what you achieved at the club, that's for sure. And um, yeah, I, I think that those days are probably limited now with regard to you know that, that pretty close to a one club man. Um, yeah, yeah, don't sort of sort of see that again too too often. So. So what, I mean, I know you've, you've, you're doing your, or you've done some um, coaching badges. So what, what does the future hold for you after Killy? Do you think? Yeah, well, uh, I'm 35, so I'm still, I still want to continue. Uh, yeah. Still, as long as my body lets me continue, I'll, I'll continue as can be. Because you're a long time retired in this game, so sure. as long as the body lets me, I'll go. But yeah, I've done my B license now for your B. Uh, a couple of years ago, I was supposed to do the goalie A license, uh, but we ended up getting to the cup finalists uh, with Hearts, so that was cancelled. And but I've just started my my outfield A license. Yeah, literally on Friday. So okay. Uh, yeah, I definitely want to go into coaching and uh, see what that's got to me. Whether it's a goalie coach or whether I want to do outfields like be a manager. I'm, I'd like to be a manager, but yeah, you don't really sort of see many many goalkeepers managers. I think the one off the top of my head is the lad at Wolves at the moment, probably. No, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, I think of Tim Flowers as well, but that's it. Yeah, Tim Flowers. Yeah, he's gonna. I think he was a Sully Hall when he for a bit. So yeah, uh, yeah. I'll see, I'll see. As I get my badges, and that's why I'm doing the outfield day as well. I want as many badges. As I can, and probably eventually I'll go. I might go in to do my pro license if, if if I do fancy going down the management route. But definitely at the moment, I just want to get my badges under me. Still play as a as a, as I am at the moment, and see what happens after that. Really, it'd be great to see you down at Blues as a coach one day. Saint Andrews. You know, it's a handy CV. Yeah, do it. <laughs> I tell, uh, I tell you what, there, there could be a vacancy coming up in the not too distant with uh, some of the transfers happen. But so, did, did you get your taste for the sort of the the outfield and uh, the outfield coaching? Um, you know, doing those badges when you played up front for Blues against Shamrock Rovers. That, that, uh, was, it. that, that, that was it. That was it. Not not nothing to do when I was younger. That was it. But fifteen minutes up front. <laughs> Shamrock Rovers pre-season was the highlight. I've actually done it twice for Blues, you know. I came okay. on against uh, Burton Albion in the Birmingham Senior Cup. Oh, yeah. Uh, I always remember that. And I think then there was only two subs. It was me and whoever. One lad's got injured, so I went on. It's similar to Dublin. Uh, I remember running in, getting 
don't know whose jersey it was. I know the one in England, in Ireland was Ziggy's, wasn't it? Ziggy's shirt, but the, I can't remember the one who was in. But I always remember it was uh, Burton Alvin. Nigel Clough was the manager, but Brian Clough was oh, sitting geez, in the stands geez. behind. <laughs> and all, the, all I can remember hearing Brian Clough come, what? The is going on here? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but went on, yeah. But the one, one in Dublin, I had a free kick. That, one, one in Dublin, I had a free kick that hit the target, and I think I had a header. And I remember the first, but Darren kicked the ball out first shot. It was a goal kick. I went to jump, and the centre half just come clean through the back of it. Oh, oh. no! <laughs> No, it was it was it was good fun. it was good fun at the time, but I absolutely loved it. So it was a good crack and I think all the can remember was it if I score were on the pitch or something like that or was this was it long at the time or something like that? Or either on the on the pitch or they're on the the PISS, so I can't remember which one it was. So, uh, no, it was, it was it was a good laugh. And one of the other sort of notables post Blues, you, you managed to play for your country and and your club in twenty four hours. But I mean, was that some sort of um, sponsored charity event you did? That was <laughs> what, I mean, what the hell's going on? What is going on? No, it wasn't. It was. Uh, I found out that I, I would have been that that I would have been playing. With Tur- we were Turkey away uh, at the, at the time. We were Turkey away in Turkey. We had a game for Bradford because we were League One at the time. Yeah. It was the game still go on in League One. There's no international break, is there? Uh, so I said, look, I'm obviously playing this game Friday. I'm back. We always fly back after the game straight in the internationals. So I was back into Ireland that early Friday morning, like Saturday morning. Uh, I said, look, I'll, I'll ask permission. Can I play? If I said, look, I, if I feel okay, I, I want to play because I'll still be like, buzzing. It was my because it was my first cap in. Yeah, my first cap was under under when I was at Blues. In, yeah, uh, I think it was two thousand seven or eight or whatever it was. Yeah. Uh, and I was always in squads up until then, but never never played. Uh, then I, I wasn't in squads for a good three four years because I wasn't playing. Then I, I moved. Went to Blackpool, went to Bradford, got back in the in the in the squad and, and got this game in Turkey and I was just on such a high. I said, "No, man, I'm, I'm buzzing. Like I could play a game to now. If you want to play again now, I could play now." So uh, Ireland were fine at me because uh, I think the next game was a. I didn't, did we have it? Yeah, that was. I think that was the last game for the international. So it was you can go home and play. So I went home, flew, flew back. I think we got in about. Five in the morning, uh, four in the morning. Didn't, I think, didn't sleep. When you arrive back with Ireland, you go straight to the hotel. They have a bed there for you if you if you want a bed. But they always put a fry on. So I had a nice fry up. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> had a nice nice fry up. Uh, ate me fry back to the airport. Didn't sleep. Went on can't sleep on planes. So. I just went home. I think I landed about eight o'clock, nine o'clock. Went to bed for two hours back in Bradford. Got off, went to the game, and we ended up winning one nil, clean sheets. I was, it wasn't that bad. I, was, I think I was dead that night. That night, then after that game, 
I don't think I could feel my legs or anything. It was, I was shot. So <laughs> it was no, it was, it was, it was good, and it, I think the club were happy, and it was, it was nice, nice media, to, uh, positive media at the time. Yeah, I mean, I, it, I think it is. Well, it's, it is a one-off, a complete one-off, and 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 was it, it, it was a clean sheet in Turkey as well, wasn't it? No, we did one nil. One one nil, yeah. That, we lost one yeah. nil. They scored a late enough goal. Uh, we ended up losing one nil, and it was, it was disappointing. But I was just still, and I actually played all right. I played well that game for Ireland as well. So I was mm. just buzzing that I got another cap, and yeah, uh, it was. I'm just on a, on a high. Do you know what I mean? For not playing for so long for Ireland, it was just. So good to get back because it's anyone's dream being a football. Obviously, dreaming being a professional footballer, and once you're there, your your sort of second dream is to play for your country. So, yeah, uh, no, it's two things I'm I'm very proud of. Did rightly so. So be, before we before we let you go, I mean, it's been fantastic, really, 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 really good. Um, and, and as I said, I, I think the just the, the length of time you're at Blues is just unbelievable. And yeah, I, I do hope that, that we see you back there. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it'd be interesting if you came in as a maybe an opposition coach and then you could taste, <laughs> taste what would like, the hospitality yeah. from that side. I don't think... I might get a little, a little clap when I walk out. But walking down a full time, it could be a bit of abuse. So. Uh, anything bad I've done, they could bring, I'm sure they'll bring it back up. No, I, I I think you're definitely one of those players that, uh, yeah, you, you'd be roundly applauded and rightly so. Yeah. So before before I let you go, just a, a few quick fire questions. So in your time with Blues, who was the best manager? Do you think, or the one that you got on with the most while you were there? Uh, probably it's a tough one. I've had so many. So <laughs> Chris, Chris Chrissy was obviously obviously really good because. I think at the time the managing sort of was just sort of changing. It was a lot of video technology was coming in and stuff like that. So Chrissy, to be fair, was really good. But the one I'd probably have to look back on is is just Brucey because of he gave me my debut and yeah. got me involved with Birmingham. So I think he was obviously Trevor fans at the start, but I only had him there for two months, but I wasn't involved under yeah. him. So Brucey, I'd have to go with just pure because of. Getting me in and giving me a chance in the first team, and obviously in death that, that that he did that for me. Sure, and and, and best player you played with? Oh, that's a tough one. Uh, should have done my research on and of these questions. Uh, I don't know. It's, I used to like Stephen Carr was just oh. the dedicated just. Yeah, he gave everything. He obviously went out of the game was for a year, or whatever. True injury and how no one picked him up and obviously coming to train. I remember seeing him. Uh, obviously, he, he was still I wouldn't say a legend in my eyes, but playing for Ireland, I always thought oh, he's, he's decent. Yeah. Playing Tottenham, playing Newcastle, he had a decent career. We ended up signing him. Everyone thought, oh, he'll be no good. He'll be crocs. He hasn't played for this long. Yeah, but to come in and done what he's done and. To lift the curling cup as well was was special, and everyone will probably go down and say, "Oh, Christoph Dugary in his time and, and stuff like that." But the one I would sort of pick would, would have been Carey, just for the way he's all yeah. aura around the training ground, how dedicated yeah. he was, how, how physical, fit he was. Just he was just not human. He was just like machine. Like it was, 
it was scary. It was, it was top block as well. Yeah, and the Villa fans. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, he went right up in lads' restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> and, and best keeper during your time, obviously, you, you were sort of in and around a lot of blues. Yeah. Who was sort of? I could who would you look up to? I had obviously it was Nico and and Benard, then Mike sort of come in. Mike was up there. How? Some top international keepers, you know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. I know I was second choice to a lot of boys. It wasn't like I was second choice to poor keepers. It was yeah. top, it top international. Like Mike's got what ninety caps for Northern Ireland or whatever it yeah. is. Uh, and you had you had Fuzzy who plays yeah. ring at a time. Joe Hart comes in on loan for a year. Butland come come to the so it was yeah, it was difficult. Even when Boas come in, he was he was at Wales. He was Welsh. He played for Wales a few times. So everyone that's Randolph, all top international keepers. But yeah, uh, yeah, I think probably I don't know. I think Joe probably just him and him and Fozzie were close. Mike as well, but just probably Joe Edge. Just I remember he actually struggled when he come in to start with. Yeah. Uh, first couple of games, he, he sort of struggled, and Dean McLeish was 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 quite unsure what to do because I think what a third or fourth game into the season was Man City. Yeah. And Mike played the Man City game. I think we drew away nil nil, and I think the manager was oohing and on whether to keep Mike in or to draw Joe back in. Yeah. Uh, so it was touch and go and he, he decided to put Joe back in next game was Liverpool at Anfield and I think Joe had a absolute worldy had man of yeah, the match yeah. in it for the rest of that season and he was by far our best player I think he ended up getting player of the year and he was mm-hmm. he was he was top lock yeah it was some of the saves he was making was, was absolutely ridiculous it was that proper spread Schmeichel-esque sort of mm-hmm. stance he used to come out and block the ball it was was good, so yeah, it was. It was probably Joe just edges it. Yeah, he was brilliant on that unbeaten run that season. Uh, I think it was yeah. a ten-game unbeaten run, something like that. Uh, I remember him in. <laughs> yeah, I think were we top top? We were ninth, eighth, or ninth, or we probably yeah. reached the first forty-point mark. February was it? February March we reached. Yeah, point, definitely. It was like hopefully right, I was like right. See you Thursday. <laughs> 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 we're safe, but no, it was. It was it was phenomenal when it? it was that year. I think it was their highest ever finish in the Premier League that yeah. that, that year. It was, it was just we were everything we did. We just signed some good players. We had Fergie. Fergie was oh. in class for us that year as well. And yeah, we had some we had some decent players. It was just it was just good time to be involved in it. And finally, over all the time the Blues, who was your best mate? Not necessarily your, your the player wise, but who was the guy that was with you and you know you had the crack with? Uh, probably Mike. Mike was probably the the one I sort of got on. We had a little. I'm well into my golf. I love my golf. Yeah. We had a little, we had a little golf school going. We used to play at the Belfry at a time. Nice. Uh, so there was me, Mike, Carey. Uh, Craig Gardner played a little bit Kev Phillips played a little bit but the majority was me, Mike, Carey Lee Boyer and Roger Johnson Okay. Were, so we had a good little group of 
of golfers, so it was day off every Wednesday. Nice. Other than rain, even if it was frosty or cold or whatever, we'd still rock up. But rain, no, we didn't do the rain. So, uh, no, we used to probably Mike used to go on, on probably the the best way to be honest. So, so on the tenth at the about three, you a layup man, or do you straight for it? Oh, you, you gotta go straight for it. <laughs> <laughs> That's just up the road from me, actually. The belfry. <laughs> no, I, I, yeah. used, I used to get me. Uh, I used to get me nine out and hit the green with me nine out from. <laughs> get <laughs> off. No, uh, nah, somehow I, I've listen. I haven't played it for years, but no, nah, it was. Yeah, you have to. Oh, I think no. probably now and now and again you laid up, but it depends on how your round was going. If yeah. you're really, really well, you're like, right, I'm laying up. I'm not ruining the scorecard. But if you're having a shock, it's like, right, I'm just going to let rip, try and get on the green and yeah, and, and do it. But yeah, I probably made a couple of green. But there was a bunker on the right side at the time as well. It was nine times out of ten, you ended up in that bunker or going bloody straight, straight. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> bounds. Yeah, and, and and I think it's the 18th, isn't it, with the plaque on the fairway where yeah. you try and sort of reenact the shot. Yeah, I, I don't, I've never, I, I tend to top it. I think it was Ben Hogan that was at, at the time, but yeah, was, some holes. I was probably never in the position to do that because I'd hit me uh, rescue or a tree or whatever was off the tee and go to the bunker straight, and then I'm having to chip out of the bunker and then. Then go across. So, uh, <laughs> no, it was it was some course, some course. Who was, was the best really golfer at Blues? Uh, we're all, we all, we had a decent school. I think uh, I think me and Mike were off around the six mark. Uh, Lee Boyer was off the nine, eight, nine. Roger was similar, eight, nine, ten. But Carrie, I think Carrie ended up getting down to three, three or four. So Carrie was <laughs> for being a, a little. Little right stocky stocky guy <laughs> right back. You think oh he won't hit that far. He could absolutely munch it, but he was he was yeah, it was decent. He was just all around good good at any sports, anything he played, so yeah. Uh, no, it was it was probably carry, but no, we had a good little school. Brilliant. Right, cool. Well that that's thank you so much for joining us. That's been absolutely a yeah, brilliant insight into, you know, as I said, a wonderful career at Blues and uh yeah, hopefully that you will get your, your chance to sort of say say that sort of the farewell to the fans at one point. I'm sure, you know, if you come back in a coaching capacity, you would you 100% get that. So really appreciate you taking the time to, to speak to us today. No, it's been good, lads. Enjoyed it. Anytime, just let me know. It's, it's not a bother. I really enjoyed it. and It was it was, it was was good to be involved. Yeah, brilliant. Cheers, darling. Yeah. Right, well, th thanks for everybody for listening. I hope you enjoyed that. Obviously, absolute blues legend. And uh, yeah, when the, we'll be looking to do more of these with lots and lots of players and, and get the insights into, I guess, what meant uh, playing for blues meant to these the fantastic players that we've had in our history. So um, yeah, this pod will drop soon and enjoy it. And we will uh, speak once again in the future. Cheers. Thanks. Bye-bye. Podcast Network. There's always something new and exciting happening in Montgomery County, Maryland. Join podcaster and business leader Kelly Leonard and me, Bob Levy, on another episode of Something to Talk About, where we speak with industry leaders making an impact in our county. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around, you've got your McNugget share box ready to go, your mates are already booked for double dipping, and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. 
you in at participating restaurants 18 plus serving times delivery fee and terms apply see mcdonalds.com this podcast is proud to be part of the talk sport fan network talk sport powered by fans